find some new intro songs for the podcast. I surprisingly lasted this long with some of these, but they're, they're really good songs. They've become a bit meaningful. They're they're part of the, the texture and fabric of things. Um, as I've come to believe that nostalgia, nostalgia is always a winner. Like uh, like Father Time and Mother Nature. Nostalgia is always a win. Uh, so I went back to some, uh, some some old intros that we used a long, long time ago. Um, one of my very, very good friends, and I know I often say, oh, my friend, th- this is actually true. And I, I'm, so you're only getting the, the short conversation here right now for a very specific reason. Um, my friend, Stuart James, the now longtime executive director, been here since the fall of 21. I was uh, fortunate to be one of his first interviews because I read about him. I was like, this guy's interesting. Get your ass in here. Um, and that began the uh, the sports bromanship and uh, the beginning of them being my second employer. And we'll pick back up again with podcasts, um, 68 words with the Ability Center real soon. But I split this up because Stuart is always hassling me. Um, he's like, man, we got to talk sports. We got to do a sports podcast. Um, so this is uh, this is going to be the contact portion of Stuart's visit, the shorter one. Um, I, I also wanted Stuart in to talk uh, contact again as our Sunday morning show. Uh, that runs across all of our Cumulus Media stations. Um, I wanted Stuart on because he hasn't been on. We haven't talked Ability Center stuff for some time since a uh, 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 former worker there, Mallory, my, Mallory Crooks, my friend, um, was here to talk about what she does in her role there. But the Ability Center, as you might have seen with WTOL, has outgrown itself and is looking for a new spot in a place where, at least since I've been here in 2013... I've been asking what you you have as well. Why isn't anything over there? There's this is, this is a good space. It might soon be the Ability Center. And then one other quick thing as I wrap up this monologue. As always, it was like, oh, why didn't I think of that before? And yesterday, yesterday's podcast was Alex at her best. That was the title. Um, I did think of something when she's like, when we had the back and forth about um, people are their, are their own problem and Alex said, well, they believe that it shouldn't be that way. I had this aha moment on the way home and it would be unfair to throw that out now without Alex being able to respond. So we'll dive right into Stuart James, executive director of the Ability Center and what's going, what has happened under his leadership and what's going to happen. We're off and rolling. We're um, off and rolling. I often say, uh, my friend, when someone's over here for a, a, a community interest, a contact interview, as we call the show, and people are like, I know Eric, he doesn't have a lot of friends. In this case, one of my dear friends is actually sitting across from me. Absolutely. The, the, the one and only, thankfully, right? Yes. The one and only uh, executive director, almost longtime executive director now of the Ability Center. One of the great places that we have here in, uh, in Northwest Ohio. And the first time you were here when we did a podcast, um, you moved here when in 2021? Yes. I'd say I think I'd only been here like less than four weeks. Um, it was like fall, September, yep. October. Yep. And I'm like, this guy sounds interesting. He's been all over the world. I want to talk to this guy. You came in. We had the visit. Uh, that was many years, many text messages, many angry sports tweets ago. Can 
you tell, before we do Ability Center stuff and, and some maybe big news that you're working on, can you talk about the difference between then and now with your hearing? Because you can hear me now. Yes, I had a cochlear implant and um, it changed my life, actually. One of my board, I, I, had, knew, I had known about them for um, a long time, but had been afraid to do it. And one of my board members, an amazing woman um, who uh, is deaf and grew up that way, and she had it done. And she said, listen, it's not a big deal. It's one day in and out. You got to do this. And so I finally thought, thought you know, okay, I'm going to go do it. And uh, man, it's changed my life. Like, I'm talking to you now. So, Did, Were you reluctant because you are a man in a house with three women? <laughs> And you're like, I don't know if I want to hear all these women yelling at me all day long. Um, no, but that's the downside <laughs> to this whole thing. Um, no, I was afraid because once you do it, you, you basically lose all your natural hearing. It shuts off. So if it doesn't work, now you're deaf. Right. And for a long time, I still had some hearing in that ear. And I thought, well, I don't want to lose what I have. I don't want to gamble. Sure. And... Um, but my hearing just got so bad that I was like, well, I'm really not losing anything. So Right. Um, this was kind of neat. Um, I was watching one of my nerdy Marvel shows the other night. Um, the, it, the, it's called Echo. She's a, a newish character. Um, young deaf girl with a prosthetic leg and um, great representation. Um, I think they really nailed it, but that's not really for me to judge. It was a good show. But what I found super interesting um, was... They, in the show, they put a contact lens in her eye, and when someone was talking to her, they didn't have to use ASL, because these holographic uh, hands would do it for her as the words came out of the person's mouth. Is any of, is anything like that, like, not, like, 30 years off? You know, well, Google was working on it. We know that because we had been working with them when I was in California about it. But if you are watching football right now, there's an AT&T commercial for... Um, the helmet. Some, yep, the helmet. And he's getting the plays in, in, the, in the window. So, um, you know, who knows? It might not be that far off. Certainly, artificial intelligence is going to play a role in this as well. Yeah. Um, let's... Oh. For those that don't know, and they're, this is the first time they're they're hearing, uh, you are coming across you, which is hard because you've been out so many places since you've been here. It's like they're Stewart in the news again. They're Stewart's picture. For somebody who's not on like social media, holic of a lot, we see your I see your picture a lot. Yeah, that's thanks to you know Mallory Crook. She did a great job of getting me on TV, probably more than I should be, um, and um, and in the in the in the people in the paper. Um, uh, she just did a great job. We unfortunately just recently lost her, but um, it's going to be a tough, tough to replace. But we're working on it. What What is your disability? I have osteogenesis imperfecta. Which right? I, when I hear imperfecta, I'm like, yeah, he's a Giants fan. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it just means that uh, I break bones um, more than others, or easily more easily than others. And um, that happened more when I was a kid than it has as an adult. Um, but um, it means I'm pretty short, too, about four and a half feet tall. I do use a wheelchair, um, that kind of stuff. 
Okay. All right. We covered that stuff. Um, we're, let's let's dive into some things. I will ask you the big question shortly, but I want to ask you some other things first. Sure. Um, so three, it's been three. I can't do the math. So uh, fall of 2021, it's now, wow, it's 2024, January of 2024. So well over two years now. What have you accomplished at the Ability Center that you went in with as a goal and now you can pat yourself on the back about? And, and of course, I know you want to shout out your team and everybody that helped. Yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly getting the team right. Um, when I took over the Ability Center, we um, we didn't have any directors um, programs, so we got that sorted. We've done a lot of reorganizing and we're kind of changing the direction um, I, I guess I should back up a little bit. We're not really changing the direction, but we're changing how we approach the mission. Um, uh, so the mission's the same about making Toledo and Northwest Ohio the most disability-friendly in the nation. How we go about that is changing. Um, uh, and that's probably going to lead to your big question. Nope, not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, uh, unless you want to walk me into it by further explaining how we're how we're making these how you're making you and your team are making these changes how we look at it um so really it you know we went from or we we were really focused on advocacy which we still are but it's about providing services to people and now we're about building community um and it doesn't just mean a community of people with disabilities it means educating the people without disabilities about disability and bringing them into our world. Disability awareness experience. Yes. So we do a lot of those and you've been part of some of them um, where we bring folks in um, and it's the idea that um, the real challenge for people with disabilities is and, and dealing with people with not without disabilities is there is this invisible barrier. It's the idea that, you know, we live in a PC world, and that's okay. But it also means that sometimes people are afraid they're going to offend. So if you don't have a lot of experience talking to someone with a disability, being around someone with a disability, you, you feel like you might not know what to say. And so your response to that is to say nothing. And that's worse, really, um, because now we're not communicating. Right. And so really my thing to, in the disability awareness experience is to try to remove that invisible barrier, to try to put people in an environment of play and where they can ask the questions they may have always wanted to ask, but have been afraid to get, you know, they thought, hey, I don't want to offend someone. And in, in these in these events, you're not going to offend anyone. We're very prepared for you. Um, and by putting you in play, like we play wheelchair basketball, um, you know, I think a lot of people who are not disabled, you know, they see someone in the supermarket with a wheelchair when they were a child, and mom says, hey, you know, don't touch that, um, or even don't look at it. Um, and it's just festered. You know, you just sort of sit on it and you're like, you're, you're like the toy you're not allowed to play with. Mm -hmm. And um, we say, hey, you know what? Get in. Get in. Let's go play. Right. Um, and it's amazing that people get, you know, this sort of aha moment where they, they have fun with it and realize it's nothing to be afraid of. Um, in all that I have learned, and I have learned so much, um, 
I have run into like another conundrum, and this is more of like a people thing where I I hear when we do any of the DAEs, um, like ask the question, and I I I can communicate fairly well, um, but I know that also everybody's different. Like you and I, like it's nearly impossible to offend us, um, and not that somebody might be offended by being asked a disability question but the way it's asked or maybe it's a little bit more sensitive for them so i have found myself in a way like kind of clam it up yeah you know so part of our job is to educate people with disabilities as well about you know don't always be so offended um give people a break thank you right you know give people a break um for me you and i probably both the same um I'm not easily offended, and I'm more worried about intent. You know, if if you're trying to offend me, well, I'm from New York, and you're from Philly. We both can deal with that. Right. Um, but most of the time, people are not trying to offend. They've just said something because they're just ignorant to the way we should chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard, you know. The the PC world is always kind of a moving. It, it, it's a moving goalpost, and. Um, so it's, it's. I just think you know it's okay. Whatever we'll we'll deal with it down the road. If it's really bad, I'll say something. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a way that's not you know cumbersome. Um, the this, the DAEs, uh, and you can always reach out to the Ability Center to have one of these come out to the Ability Center and learn things that I've I've certainly learned. I have a couple of big takeaways. Um, one of them, I love your story when you tell it because again we're always we always have questions as you've finally illustrated we always have questions about what we don't know um people come out they experience wheelchair basketball and and so many other things walking uh with a blindfold what it's like to be blind um can you tell your story and everybody is is enlightened they understand it better and then they go on about their life can you tell the story about you have two twin daughters and we will get to them um can you tell the story of one of their friends and your chair oh yeah i love that story um uh, my kids are in kindergarten now, but at the time they were in pre- uh, preschool. And um, the teacher asked me if I would talk to a young man who had some questions. And so I said, sure. And I sat down in this little chair. I got out of my chair, sat down in this little chair. And he just asked me why I was in a wheelchair. So I kind of explained it to him pretty straightforward. Another young man came over and he's like, hey, can I play in your wheelchair? And I was like, sure, get in. And uh, he jumped in, and you know, that's the Toy Story, really. After about five minutes, he was done with it. Like, he absolutely had no interest in it anymore. And, you know, that kid's going to be fine around disability now. Yeah. It's just out of his system. Um, And so, yeah, that's... I I think I see it in people that come to the DAEs. Um, they they're obviously seeking this out, but I see it. I see that child in them as well. Now we're adults. We have all, all kinds of biases, experiences, and stuff like that, and none necessarily evil. But I see that little boy as an as an older guy, as a thirty seven year old who sits and plays wheelchair basketball, and like after five minutes everything's gone. He's like that little kid. Like, oh, this isn't so bad at all. No, and and you do see it. You know, people are like, oh, we've had people afraid to get in the chair that just are sort of like, you know, uh, it's like an omen or something. They just won't do it. Um, and we, you, you, unfortunately, the way we run the DAEs, you, you, you can't get out of it. Right. Like, <laughs> you have no choice. We're going to lock the door. You're not getting out. 
Um, but once they're in it, they just sort of think, wow, this is kind of fun. You yeah. Know? The, real, the basketball wheelchairs are real sensitive. So um, it, you know, just you got to experience it and realize it, that it's not all negative. You get over those biases a lot faster than, than you think. Yes. Um, okay, we can do the big thing now, uh, which is your... I, I, we haven't talked, and I saw a little bit of the WTOL feature. Last time you you, you brought it up to me, you're like, we're, we're looking. We're looking for a building because uh, you've outgrown the spot on, on Monroe in Sylvania. Uh, are you moving? We are trying to move. Okay. Yes. Um, we, you know... Back to what we were trying to do about developing community. We have been in our current location for 40 years. We realized it is not really working for us at the moment. It was set up to be service-oriented, not community-oriented. So what I mean by that is we have kids coming in for classes and mom and dad have to go sit in the parking lot Mm. and can't sort of socialize. They can't support each other and share resources and so we wanted something a little bit different. We weren't able to sort of work that on our property. And so we started looking. And then that vision has blossomed into a much bigger vision because we thought, well, if we're going to do this, we might as well do this for the next 40 years. Mm-hmm. And so we really need to think much bigger. And we don't want to go through the exercise again. Um, and so we are now looking at a community center-esque type building for the whole community um, and um, an indoor playing field um, so that uh, for our dog program and for others. Um, and um, we've talked to the Mud Hens about a wheelchair-friendly baseball field um, coming in there and just this sort of place where people of all abilities can come and just be Mm -hmm. so it'll have a full-size gym all the equipment will be there we'll have some structured events we'll have some hey just come down and play time um and really get people to build a community and at the moment we're sort of looking around the fallen timbers site it would be great because since i've moved here um i've always enjoyed going to that one and I, every time I would stop at whatever light when I'm getting off, was that 23, 24? I'm like, why isn't there more stuff here? There used to be some soccer fields across from there, but um, it's such an area with potential. So I hope you get a good deal on the land and can build it up and make the vision come true. You know, uh, the gentleman that owns the land is Zach Isaacs, and he's been incredibly generous. Um not just with his money and resources, but with his time. Um, And he's really helping us shuffle this through. Um, And so I I think we couldn't have found a better partner, if you will. Uh, What's the the potential timeline for starting building it and maybe even opening it if we've gotten that far in the planning stages? Um, We haven't gotten that far in the planning stages at the moment. We're sort of putting some money together and um, working on the acquisition of the land. Um, We do have an ask-in for the state this year. We have um, spoken to Marcy Captor, and she's committed some funding for it. We're starting to speak to our high-profile donors and just sort of lining up the pieces. Good. Okay. Um, will you have to have like something auxiliary or satellite? Ha- are you kind of bursting at the seams where you are? So will you find the spot maybe in the interim that you can do some stuff at? 
Yeah, you know, uh, we are working with Five Lakes Church at the moment, um, and we do a lot of stuff over that way. Um, we do some cooking classes in their kitchen, and uh, we've used their gym from time to time. We are bursting at the seams. In fact, um, you had asked one of the things earlier about what I was most proud of. Actually, um, we have increased participation in every single one of our programs, and it's, um, in some cases, exponentially higher. A lot of, you know, I, I have my hands and feet in a lot of places, mostly so that I can help raise their profile with the people that I'm fortunate um, to to reach, like with good grief. Um, a lot of people I meet say, I'm, I wish I would have known about this sooner. When I started working with you guys more closely, doing the podcast and much more, when I would tell people that like, yeah, that's that's my second job. They're like, I love the Ability Center. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's a good job. Uh, <laughs> um, but I... I Whereas when I often try to help organizations, I felt honored and privileged and wanted to make sure I didn't mess anything up while I was doing the work with you guys. No, you know, we love you, actually. Um, it's interesting because it, it really it helps when we have folks like you involved because um, the world has all sorts of different disabilities and everybody has their own experience. And the only way we can really learn about it um, is to get those stories in and then effectively communicate them back out again in a way that we'd like them to be told. And you certainly help us with that. So, Last work-ish question, but it's more personal. Um, you have a lovely wife. Oh. You have uh, two twins who have the energy of like uh, a herd of stallions on the loose. And is your mom still living with you? Oh, she is. Okay. What's a day in the life like for you, both as um, as a leader, as an executive, as a busy person, someone with disabilities, to keep up with those two cannonballs? What's life like at home from alarm clock to putting your head on the pillow? Um, well, a weekend day when I'm home, it is sometimes chaos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have two twins, and uh, well, we have twins, and... Um, they sometimes are best friends and they are sometimes worst enemies. And um, on good days, you know, it's probably like any other house. We, I make breakfast, I do all the cooking. Um, so uh, I'll make breakfast and um, get the kids ready or my wife will get them dressed. Um, we always have to have activities planned because if idle time with my kids in the house is not good. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're usually out um, we've discovered my wife and I on Saturdays that it's good if one of us goes one way with one of them and the other goes the other way with the other one and we sort of have daddy time and mommy time and um, you know that's it we just sort of we're, we're, we live reactively right not necessarily proactively right I get it um, for this is something I guess maybe we should have hit with a, a podcast but it's we have there's so many problems that we'd all like to solve with the snap of a finger we look at uh, when, you know, my friend Alex and I, when we're trying to do things for uh, for mental health in low income and poverty stricken communities. Um, what about in those communities with people with disabilities? I'm sure there's a heck of a stigma. What way is there for them to connect with the Ability Center or just something that you would say, look, we, we can help you? You know, I think 
we're, we're starting to do a lot of events sort of just open to the general public. I mean, anybody can come to anything we do, but we do these things like Family Fun Day. Um, we did Santa Paws recently. They've been jam-packed. In fact, we've doubled attendance on all of those since I've been here. That's a great way to just come in and find out what we do. Um, we do have a diverse population that comes in for those. In fact, Good. I would say that 30 or 40% of the people that participate in those events are people of color. Good. And they're coming from those neighborhoods. Good. Um, and so, you know, one thing that the, the public should understand is that probably 90% of the things we do, whether it's an event with Metro Parks or what have you, it's free. Mm -hmm. um, there's no cost. So just show up. We provide everything. Um, two last fun things before we do our fun stuff. Um, I forgot to mention, are, are you up to three dogs in the house? Is, is Raven still <laughs> yes. around? I don't know if you like discarded her or what. I am. Um, we, uh, we, I have my little dog that came with us from California and then um, it was decided that uh, by the dog staff that uh, we should have an ambassador. So that ambassador was Raven, who you've met, and she's amazing. Um, and so she does all of the education pieces. She will go out and um, speak to students or speak to community members or businesses about what you should and shouldn't do around a um, service dog. Um, and then she also runs our agility program. Um, and so we got Raven, but then Raven had a genetic problem where she is losing her sight. Mm. And so she's not going to be able to do that much longer, but we decided that she's staying with us. Good. So um, uh, Raven retired from okay. being our ambassador, and Norman is now Norman. In, and I got some <coughs> testosterone in the house, thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Wow, so, oh boy, I have to meet Norman. Go, you glossed over what are the fun points, and I don't want to go too much longer for, for this part of the thing, but um, can I have the short version of Flies? Because you said Flies came with you from California, but he had a longer trip. Oh, yeah. Fly came from China originally. Um, we rescued him, uh, her, off the street. My wife's idea, she was four weeks old. She um, she actually has mental health issues, and I mean that like she's diagnosed. Um, she has severe anxiety and um, probably some other things. She's been on umpteen amounts of medication, but one of her things is she just does, except for sleeping at night, she will not stay in the house. <laughs> she has to stay outside. When I came to, when I came. On, on the air in the podcast the day after I was watching the game at your house, which was a year ago and it was frigid. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. My friend at the Ability Center, I've heard of outdoor cats. He has an outdoor dog. And I, and I try to like pull back a little, little bit. I'm like, she'll come inside. Like she's not freezing. She is out there on her own free will. She is out there. We have begged her to come in on cold days and she just will not come in. Um, she does not like to be contained. And her dad was like the neighborhood dog in Beijing, so maybe it's genetic. When we lived in California, we had a yard and we used to leave her in the fenced-in yard outside. She would actually we'd come home and she'd be sitting at the front door because she would dig herself out. Even that was not acceptable. Um, so, yeah, she's... Um, She's, I, we've had neighbors here complain that they were abusing their dog. 
I'm telling you, we're not. We're like, <laughs> the garage door is open. She think we would like her to come in and it's cold. I dare them to try to get her in. <laughs> last thing, uh, your wife is Chinese. She is. Um, when I came over last year, you, you wanted to uh, order from a specific Chinese restaurant, which was kind of off my radar, but you said your wife finds it deeply authentic? She does, yeah. It's in Perrysburg, right across from uh, Levis Commons. Um, and it's, it's, it's the best we found around here. So that's typically our Saturday dinner is we get to go order from that restaurant. What's the name of it? You know, I've forgotten. Uh, uh, I've forgotten. Okay. Actually, I know where it is. Is it, is it, is it, I think you were going to say like why. Does it start with a why? It, it is. It's like, okay. uh, it's like Young Young or something. Okay. Uh, Young Young's Kitchen, I think it is. Uh, Stuart James, Executive Director and my friend from the Ability Center.